0: Divergent Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Sobrio Ritter. I'm a behavior analyst, personal trainer, and mom of three, living in the Bay Area, California. And this podcast is focused on using the science of human behavior to help people be more successful in their goals. Uh, I usually related to fitness because that's my that's my background and that's my work. But really, this applies to any behavior that you're trying to modify. So. First, let me ask, how is everyone doing today? It is Christmas Eve here, and it's a little cloudy today in Northern California. There's some sun peeking through the clouds. Most of the leaves are still on the trees, bright orange and bright yellow. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are, or I hope you had a beautiful day by the time you listen to this podcast episode. Uh, This is a really wonderful time of the year in some ways, and maybe more challenging in other ways for most of us. And I hope that you're able to find some moments of self care over the next couple weeks when there's so much pulling on your time and attention. And as we kind of get into the end of 2021, congratulations, by the way. (laughs) You survived the second craziest year, probably, that you've ever lived through. And. You know, a lot of the things, you know, as you reflect on the year and you think about the areas in which you wanted to grow or in which you wanted to excel or make progress and whether or not you feel like that happened or didn't happen or where you feel like you are now, and often we start thinking about the upcoming year, what's this year going to look like, what kinds of things will it hold, what joys and sorrows wait in 2022 and as you're reflecting on, you know, whether you're a resolution person or not, right, as you reflect on kind of just the ways that you want to grow, the things that you want to be different in your life, the things you want to change. This this episode, I really want to dive into kind of how to set that first goal or what that should look like, how to how to change your behavior in the tiniest bit so that it can be sustained for a full 365 days. You know, often our resolutions are focused on outcome goals. You know, I want to be able to run a marathon or I I want to lose this amount of weight, whatever it is. Um, By the way, the top two out of three goals are related to fitness. The top two are, are fitness related. You know, if that feels true for you, I mean, it's certainly true for me, mostly related to, you know, continuing to find more efficient, more sustainable ways to care for my body continuing to increase my skills as a coach. So if that feels in any way true for you, and especially if you've done this in the past and you weren't able to sustain something, this is going to be really helpful for you to reflect on over these next couple weeks. So most goals are really just focused, like I said, on an outcome. And they do not usually put much emphasis on process goals. But even less of that focuses on systems. And if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts, you know that an outcome goal is something like I want to run a marathon. A process goal is what are some tiny goals that I'm going to focus on that are going to help me reach my outcome goal. So your process goals would be your training schedule, essentially. I'm going to train five days a week, run two miles each day, whatever that looks like. And then your systems, which even more so people fail to acknowledge as an important part of this equation are how am I going to do that okay run run two miles a day five days a week how when you might think to yourself I'm going to walk out the door and run but especially if you're a parent (laughs) that's not how it's going to happen you know when are you going to run are you going to run in the morning before you go to work Is that truly, just like checking in with yourself in the most honest way possible. Do I really think I'm going to wake up an hour early? You know, is it easy for me to wake up at the time that I'm currently waking up or is it already really challenging? And I think that the most helpful thing I've ever done is just acknowledge who I am and just think to myself, no, probably I won't sustain that. I've tried many times in my life to be an early bird I've it's not that it can't be done of course it can but it requires a level of commitment and a level of focus that I'm obviously in 37 years not willing to give it doesn't negatively impact my life enough to sort of put in the effort that's necessary so I think it's okay to just be honest about that and tell myself okay how am i going to adjust for that that's a weakness area of mine if you want to be if you want to perceive it that way although i don't think one sleep schedule is morally better than the other but i'm sure you were all raised to believe that waking up early was uh, morally better i remember my grandma used to say early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise <laughs> and i'm thinking uh, i don't do any of those things so how am i going to still be healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? How am I still going to be successful? Is that, is that even a necessary component, like a necessary component? It might be a cherry-on-top component of being a successful, you know, adult who excels in life. But I don't know if it's sort of like a foundational component or – that's a digression. So as I think to myself, okay, I've not been successful at this before. Can I offset this by – acknowledging the truth of that and then do something different so you're thinking to yourself I'd like to run five days a week two miles a day okay I'm honest with myself I'm not going to wake up early right it's just not it's cold in the morning etc I've never been successful at it and I really want to focus my effort on the training right the training is already going to feel hard the running itself is already going to feel hard so can I minimize the suffering by also not, not adding on another challenge. Now I'm addressing two goals. I'm addressing the goal of changing my sleep schedule to an hour earlier. And I'm targeting the goal of running two miles. Which seems great. Super efficient, right? I'll target multiple goals at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> until you crash three weeks later because it was too hard. The level of challenge was too high. So instead you're going to think, all right, I'm just going to target one goal. At a time. And sleep is not high on my list right now. It's not one of the top three (laughs) New Year's resolutions for people. I'm gonna focus on this one, fitness. So instead, I'm gonna do it in the evening. Okay, great. What about dinner for the kids? If you don't have kids, what about relaxing after work? What about socializing? What about eating dinner? And then once I get home, it's hard to go back out. I mean, it's truly. Going into all of these questions and acknowledging this will pop up. These things will pop up. Maybe not all of these things, but some of these things will pop up. Maybe the sun's already down. Maybe it's really cold where you are. There's so many different reasons not to. And you don't want to be surprised on that first day like, Oh, (laughs) this is hard. This is harder than I thought. I thought I was just running. But actually, I was running in the dark by myself in the freezing cold on no dinner after a long day at work, right? I mean, there's like challenge after challenge after challenge. And you're just thinking after that first day, nope, (laughs) that was too aversive. I do not want to do that again. And so you, you know, maybe you can sort of white knuckle it for a little while I think like a little over two weeks, usually people are able to sustain a goal. And you're thinking, man, why am I not the kind of person that can stick with things? Other people seem to be able to do it. Why can't I? Why does this feel so hard? So as a behavior analyst, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking there's at least 10 things wrong with how that was implemented, at least. Because the level of challenge was too high. There were no systems in place to help it be successful. You were potentially addressing multiple goals at once, right? And then even within that, what would I change? What would I change that that person could be successful? How would I adjust that protocol? So here's the thing with change. It's only real if it's maintained over time. I mean, you can certainly have a temporary behavior change, but most of the results, whether it's fitness, saving money, practicing some self-care routine, most things need time to see results or progress or to feel the positive benefits. You might feel it immediately to a small degree, But if you want to see some big results in some goal area, it takes a minute, right? A few months usually in order to see that change. So even if you engage in those behaviors for three months straight, but then you quit, it wasn't permanent behavior change. It was temporary and it was helpful during that time. But it puts you on a restrict binge cycle, that can then last through the rest of your life and creates yo-yo dieting weight gain and has a negative psychological impact. So I'm in the business of trying to figure out how can I help you engage in a behavior change even if it's tiny, but how can I make it permanent? Because I know that if I can help somebody create a small but permanent change in behavior, that has cumulative effects over time. And we can shape that tiny behavior. We can shape it by increasing the level of challenge over time. So here's the plan that I would write for this runner. And let's make up a scenario. Let's let's make it really challenging. So this is a person who is a single parent has two kids, lives somewhere cold, and it gets dark early. So when I talk to that person and I say, why aren't you exercising? Why aren't you sticking with your plan that you had originally identified in the beginning of the year? There's not one answer to that question. There's a hundred, right? It's not only that it was hard physically. It's that all of these other factors made it challenging in addition to that. The, the better question is, why would you? <laughs> why would you stick with that plan, right? What are the benefits of continuing to fight against all of this challenge to make this happen that make it so aversive and maybe I'm going to be healthier in the future? Probably. There are still unknown factors and it's still so far away in the future. And as humans, we prioritize now. Our brains are meant to do this. It's effective for your survival. If something's available, you take it. You don't delay gratification because you don't know when it's going to be available again. Right? We are stuck with this brain that has not evolved for our context. And so we have to hack the brain in order to be successful here. In order to do what we want here in this time. So we're going to say that this mom, she says, I can't wake up early in the morning. I've tried it. Also, I need to get my kids out the door. I'm super busy. I'm really tired in the morning. I, there's, working out in the morning is not going to be an option. But I need to be with my kids in the evening. I don't have childcare. I'm raising them by myself. I'm tired after work. Okay, so there are a lot of challenges here, right? Nobody would fault this person for choosing to come home and just relax. There is a lot on that person's shoulders. They're fighting against a lot of inertia. There's a lot of inertia there that could cause a failure to sustain this behavior change. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start so small, so small that it feels so easy. It is effortless, right? So that she can see, this person can see herself be successful in this small way. We're starting to build up some confidence. We're starting to build up some sense of when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. We're building up that sense that she can trust herself to keep a promise to herself because she knows how to make a promise that's fair, right? It's not going to require her to sacrifice other values, It's not going to require her to not see her kids even more of the day or give up on relaxation. So how we're going to start is every day when she gets home, she's going to walk in the door and either right after she says hi to the kids or as she's saying hi to the kids while as sort of a transition into the home after the workday with the kids as a little routine, She's going to sit on the ground with them and she's going to stretch for 10 minutes. You could start with five minutes. You could start with one minute. Wherever that perfect level of challenge is so that it's not going to feel super hard. And she can recruit her kids. Hey, guys, I have this goal to help my body feel better. Will you stretch with me when I get home from work? Right? The kids are excited. Then they're probably reminding you. So now you can't forget. Because anyone who has kids knows they don't forget anything. (laughs) How? How is it possible, especially my oldest? Oh, my goodness, his memory. He can see my passcode from across the room. He can't even see it. I'm not facing him, but he can see the pattern that my hand moves in. And then he can hack in. (laughs) Later on, he remembers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. He's 13. But they don't forget. So they're going to come in and say, Mom, let's do our, you know, little routine. Unless you have teenagers, in which case that excitement might not be might not be there. But we're going to pretend she has at least one child that's excited. Or at least we'll give her a couple minutes so that she can do it on her own. She comes in. She stretches with them. Ten minutes. Feels like nothing. Nice little routine after the day. The kids also benefit from it. Okay, now we move on with the rest of our day. Not a huge wrench to just the the flow of the day. You might say, well, she's really hungry when she gets home. She like wants to eat right away. Okay, so we're going to have her eat a snack before she leaves work or about a half an hour before her shift ends so that she's got something in her stomach so that she's not hungry right away. She'll use the restroom at some point in the afternoon so that she doesn't even need to go to the restroom. She just walks in and she can start this right away. We are addressing and acknowledging any of these tiny little problems that could pop up and could derail it because it can get derailed very easily, very easily. Think about how hard it is to change your own behavior in a way that is sustainable forever, like years. That is a hard thing to do. So we're like, we're going to look at every tiny detail so that nothing... Can derail this plan. We're addressing all of the different contexts, all of the different stimuli that could end this. Maybe her kids bug her. So she plans to give them 10 minutes of screen time right when she gets home so that they're occupied and they allow her to do that, right, if they don't want to participate. And then it's a nice little thing for them too. I'm sure that ha- they would happily enjoy that. So you can see there are very few challenges now walk in the door and do that then what I would do with her over time is how can we build on that so then you're going to stretch for 15 minutes then 20 once we hit 20 well now we can do a little mini workout it could even be something very simple not high impact no heavy weight something very simple something that she could always remember, you know, five jumping jacks, five push-ups, five, whatever it is, we would create a little just plan for her. And then you can see is that what we're doing over time is we're, we're shaping it. We're making it more complex. We're making it more challenging. We're extending the time that she's spending. We're carving out this space in her life for her to be able to do this, but you can't carve it with a knife, because that's too painful, right? It's too jarring. It's like, this is how my life used to be and now, wow. Every day after work, I have to go straight to the gym and spend an hour or more there. Wow, what about dinner? What about homework? What about, right? There's a lot. But we're carving it with a spoon. Just so slowly carving a little space in that life. And each time we make it more complex or more challenging, we're doing it just the tiniest bit. So again, the change doesn't feel significant. I mean, if you can exercise for 10 minutes, you can probably do 11. Once you're doing 11, you can probably do 12. It's basically the book, if you give a mouse a cookie. (laughs) Kind of, right? Once Once you're doing it, you're doing it. And adding on the tiniest bit, But just the tiniest bit at a time helps us increase so that now you've got some great routine in the afternoon. Now you know how to balance the things that pop up. Now you know how to field distractions and obstacles. Now you know how to take that chunk of time and put it somewhere else in the day if necessary and do all of those same things to make it work that you were doing before. But you have to start and you have to pick your right starting point. In his book, James Clear talks about getting 1% better every day at some behavior. This is exactly that. But in behavior analytics speak. Over time, you're not Amber engaging in health behaviors. You are a healthy person. You're not just a person white-knuckling your way through those behaviors every day. It's so much a part of your routine now, right? I'm a toothbrusher. (laughs) Brushing my teeth is very much something that just happens. I'm a cleaner. I clean my house. I like to, you know, I'm a clean person, right? People don't say I'm a dirty person engaging in clean behaviors. They have incorporated that identity into who they perceive themselves to be. That's what we want. That's lasting behavior change. When you're not this person engaging in fitness behaviors, but you are a person who values fitness and being healthy. You're a healthy person. So when you're going into this next week, right? We have New Year's coming up. We're looking down the road at 2022. It's waiting for us all of the things that are going to happen, all of the ways that we want to grow. I want you to think of your outcome goal. We're going to go through the the ACT model here. I want you to first identify a value that's meaningful to you and a value in which you want to grow or you want to further embody it in your life. And we're going to use fitness as an example, health. All right, 2022, I want to be more healthy. What does that look like? What's the outcome goal here? What is, what's a goal related to health that you think you could enjoy? Make sure to pick something you enjoy. All right, I want to lose 10 pounds. This is not, this is not a suggested goal. This is just probably a common goal that I'm using as an example. Okay, now we need to identify some process behaviors some, or some process goals. What are some process goals that will lead you toward that. Working out five days a week for an hour. Okay. Here's where we do the real nitty gritty behavior analytic work. Do not start with working out five days a week for one hour. Do not start with that. Pick your best time of day with your fewest distractions, with your fewest responsibilities, when the kids are most occupied, when you're least hungry, when you're least tired, I mean, all of these planets will not align, but do your best to pick the time that's going to be the least challenging because of other issues outside of you. And then pick a behavior that's so small, so easy, so short in duration, that no matter what, no matter what, five days a week, you will do this. Even if it's Stretch for 30 seconds. No matter what, I don't care if I'm in bed at the end of the day, I've already brushed my teeth, I'm falling asleep, and I remember I didn't do it, I didn't stretch for 30 seconds. I will still get out of bed because it's so short. I can still find a way to make myself do it, even at the end of the day when I have nothing left. And then I can go to bed knowing I did it. I said I was going to do it, and I did it so much of my work as a personal trainer is just helping people rebuild the trust they have in themselves because it's broken after so many years of choosing goals that are so challenging and with no systems work in place to help you be successful, people are now thinking, I can't trust myself. I, I don't follow through on things I'll say I'll do. It's not because you shouldn't trust yourself. It's because you said you were going to do things that were too hard and you didn't have a plan in place to address all those other factors. Of course you can trust yourself. You go to work every day. You take care of the kids. You do all kinds of things because you said you would do them. Of course you can trust that when you say you'll do this, you'll do it, but you have to do it right. You have to do it in a way that's fair to you. So this year I want you to pick something where you can be successful and then you're going to build on that. Once it's 30 seconds of stretching before bed or sometime throughout the day, it's 45. And you're just going to keep building. It's slow, I know. When I worked with kids, often we're starting with something very small and parents are thinking, this is this is slow. Why is this so slow? Right? Well, because we want it to last. We want it to be sustainable. Creating permanent behavior change takes time. Of course, you can get bang for your buck by engaging in some quick behavior that's not going to sustain. Right? Punishment works. If you hit a child, that's a pretty motivating. Uh, that's a pretty motivating and salient stimulus. That's probably going to stop them from engaging in that behavior immediately but not permanently so this is the same I don't want you to just quit eating your favorite foods for three months and drop some weight and then when you're done have no idea how to move forward and then you gain it back and then you that's the kicker you gain it back and then you're mad at yourself like there was something wrong with you when there wasn't it's just the plan It's not new year, new you. It's new year, same but slightly improved you. (laughs) 1% better you. And these tiny cumulative behaviors, they grow into something. They build into something. They hit a tipping point. And then it becomes who you are. And now it's easy. So be gentle to yourself this new year as you form some goals or reflect on this year's progress Have a wonderful start to your 2022, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday with your family. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. Bye.